<laughs> All right, folks. I am Coach Adam, and Coach Anthony is here no, today with the Fit AF podcast. Uh, we have some fun topics to talk about. We are mainly going to focus on progressive overload and just talk about how you can increase resistance in all sorts of ways. And I'm sure Anthony's going to take it away on this one more than me. But uh, And then whatever else sort of comes to mind, like the new study out, <coughs> vitamin D linked to low virus death rate. But we can talk about that a little bit later. And new video games. So mm. let's jump into progressive overload. <coughs> Definition of progressive overload is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so essentially progressive overload is continuously putting your body through higher higher forms of strain for it to adapt to so instead of just going in and doing a four by five at the same weight every day you go in even if you're doing a four by five you're increasing the weight by five to ten pounds every day so that over you're progressively overloading the weight every single time so that you're forcing your muscles and your body to adapt to that weight yep or a strain, whether it's running. You can do it for running, too, progressive overload. Yeah. Do distances, sprints, all that stuff. You know, you can do longer sprints, faster sprints, anything, as long as you're just pushing it further and further every time you go and do it. Yeah. So so basically, <laughs> it's... Forcing your body to adapt to a new strain. Okay. Which is kind of like... That's how the muscle confusion craze came about. Yeah. Because Tony Horton, forcing you to adapt, P90X. Yeah, which is just progressive overload. Yeah. But <laughs> essentially... Yep. It's just forcing your body to adapt to new situations. Adapt to a new stress. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's that was always my kind of understanding of it was that eventually you adapt to what you're doing because you get stronger. Yep. So obviously you need to apply <coughs> new stress and then adapt to that. That's how you continue to progress. Yes. But um, I really think that a lot of people don't have <coughs> a structure to oh, yeah. do that. They don't actually structure that out. They're like, oh, I've been lifting plates on my chest press for a month now i could probably go a little higher than plates now and it's like buddy you could have gone higher than plates week two yep you know you didn't have to wait a whole month so you really slow your rate see this a lot with a lot of uh new people coming into lifting you know like they feel inadequate time so they keep pushing like let's say Mm -hmm. plate so like all right they start off they're hitting it 10 times or less and then they they keep increasing the reps on there which is progressive overload in the beginning like let's say next week you do 12 and then yeah. but after you're doing like 20 and you keep doing adding to that it's like eventually your body is just adapt to that weight so it's going to stop yeah as much i it's feel the same like thing with calisthenics you know like they start adding like yeah. vests and all that stuff after a while too like to oh, make it yeah. different <clears throat> i feel like it's a good rule of thumb that if your workout ever gets too easy you probably failed at implementing progressive overload uh in a way that I mean, it should be almost the same amount of stress each time, but obviously variables are going to change when you get stronger, whether that's, there's fun ways to do it too. And there's a way to add variety to your workout just in, you know, let's say you're on like a three week split in week one, your four sets, 12 week two, your four sets, 10, but you're increasing the weight. Yep. You know, week three, your bodybuilding and all that stuff and yeah. uh, Olympic lifting Yep. and so, uh, powerlifting. That's usually how they do it. Like. You'll have start off like seventy percent for sets of ten to twelve. Yeah. For your big lifts, and then as you go through the weeks, you'll keep the same for usually around a two three week range. But you'll keep adding weight to it, so yep. you'll have your ten or twelve reps. But you'll be up to eighty percent, and then you'll start 
dropping your reps and getting heavier and heavier until finally yeah. you're retesting a one rep of some sort. <clears throat> gotcha. And that's you said that's bodybuilding or that's more like powerlifting? Powerlifting kinda? and uh, Olympic lifting. They do a lot gotcha. of that. Okay. That style. Hmm. Like uh, one of my uh, former mentors, he had a double your squat program. Oh, I th- wasn't that, weren't you squatting like two, three times a week on that one? Three times a week. <clears throat> but, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. But like the program went, like you would start week one, you were, by the end of the day, you were doing like almost 60 some squats, but you had like three sets of 10 and then a set of eight, and then you had three sets of five front squats. Jeez. And then the next day you just do like a certain percentage for less reps on Wednesday and then Friday it'd be mm-hmm. a lower rep but higher percentage again and then that weight that percentage that you had on friday even though it was heavier would be your start on your monday so you'd have so if you start at 70 percent and then you had 75 percent on friday your monday would start at 75 percent for your set of 10 but eventually it'd break down to where you're doing oh geez 95 percent for sets of threes at the final week and then you retest your one rep so how many <clears> weeks was that i'd say usually a strength block is like six to eight weeks okay so that that one's six weeks then six weeks of work and then you retest on the seventh week and double your squat maybe i'll do that when i'm away this fall it i will say it works come back with it doesn't necessarily double your squat but it does make your squat way stronger and just your form gets so much better because you're such a repetitive movement you're doing it three times a week at that point which is i think the big thing like your grease in the groove yep so. Grease in the groove. So that's that's one of my favorites, especially for something's progressive overload or, or specifically skills training. So yep. if I was to go and do, I just want to explain that term because I really love it. If I was to go do twenty pull ups right now, I would max out and I would I would yep. feel pretty wrecked uh, in that in that region of my body probably for a day or two, and I probably <clears> couldn't <throat> do any more pull ups. And that's by doing twenty in a row. Now, if I was to go do 10 sets of 20 and I'm incorporating it in my workout and I'm taking big times of rest in between, or even if I just went and did only 10 sets of, tw- or excuse me, not know, 10 sets of 20, like 10 sets of two, yeah. <laughs> 10 sets of two, which would equal 20. Instead of hitting that 20 max, I've now performed that skill the <clears throat> same amount of reps. Yep. I focused on my form throughout it. So I'm not failing on the last five to 10 reps or, or getting really sloppy. And chances are I'm not going to feel super wrecked and I could probably do the same thing tomorrow. Yep. So you now you've completed the same amount of reps, but instead of maxing out and taxing your muscles, energy systems and causing more damage to them and, and then leading to more soreness, you now have the opportunity to train that skill even farther. I believe it's a Pavel. It says strength is a skill. Oh, it's yeah. a skill you train. It's not just a trait you have. It's, it's funny because, uh, that exact scenario is, I think I told you that it's exactly what I've been doing pull-ups. Yeah. I want to get back to doing 25 strict, like unbroken. Yep. So every, every day, every lifting day I do three to four un, unbroken sets of, uh, just sub max. Yeah. So, and that's gotten better each time. My sub max has gotten higher each, each time I've gone and done it by yep. like a rep or two. And I mean, I started off, I was doing three sets for, you know, like 20 something. Yep. And now if I do three sets, it's like in the thirties, you know, like it's gone exponentially up just three times a week, get mm. out there, do three to four sets of sub max and yeah. progressive overload. So explain sub max. <clears throat> so some maximal work usually 
I mean, obviously it's below your maximum. Yeah. But uh, for me, usually when I use it, it's usually two to three reps left in the tank. Okay. Do you want to be able to perform it again without being destroyed? Gotcha. So if you go to with even within one rep, if you're one rep shy of your max, when you go to do it again, guess what? You're gonna have yeah. Uh, you're gonna have a fall off in your rep schemes. Usually my reps might be either the same or off one rep because I have hmm. went submaximal enough. So I start off, I was doing sets of, I think my f- first three sets were sets of like seven or eight. Okay. And now I'm able to do like 12, 13 each time. Okay. I just did them yesterday and I did 13, 13, and 12. Nice. For submax sets. And you just do that daily? Yeah, three to four times a week. Okay. Whenever I'm out there lifting. If I'm not lifting, then I usually don't. But So your progressive overload on that is like a perceived effort on your submax. Yeah. And I'm not aiming for a certain rep scheme or anything. I'm just yeah. out there, perform the submax, and mapping your and then, progress. Yeah, and then mapping it, and then yeah. usually by Monday when it rolls around again, my reps have gone up for my submax, and I could hmm. probably hit over 20 now, strict if I wanted to. Yeah. But I just not only that, but I also like the way my body and everything looks more when I do more pull-ups anyway. So yeah. <coughs> Get that V shape, super stacked shoulders, mm-hmm. and lats, biceps, all that stuff biceps oh yeah especially if you're focusing on like bringing your elbows and everything down and back mm-hmm. actually form. that's what's interesting about a pull-up is people don't understand there's a push motion to it yep like once you hit a certain leverage point you're almost pushing out of your forearms away from the bar and then pulling yourself back towards it mm-hmm. instead of just pulling straight from those shoulder muscles it's it's how you get <coughs> that back incorporated that's one oh. of my more favorite things to train people out on because most people can't do a pull-up. I mean, they just can't. Yep. I don't know how many people mm-hmm. ask me st- strictly on c- just coaching tips for pull-ups all and, the time. Yeah, and they want they see it as a feat. They want to get that. And it is a feat. Oh, yeah. If you um, haven't done one, for sure, it's a feat. Well, I mean, it's like people with their muscle-ups, you know, after they get pull-ups, that's like that's the next progression. Uh, Everyone's like, I would have been able to do muscle-ups. I remember when I hit my first muscle-up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everyone does. And nobody saw it. And <laughs> I was the most excited person ever. It was so great. I mean, I, I jumped into it, but nonetheless, I was super excited about it. That's one it. of those things, too. Like, in, if you're not, we're going to use the word, the saying in grease in the groove, like, you lose it yep. for a little while. I mean, it comes oh, back pretty quick. Yeah. But it's like double unders, all that, all, all the skills. If you stop using the skill. I like, can't do singles because I, <laughs> I'm so good at double unders now. I All it, all it was told to me was it's all in the wrist did you, uh, with double unders, and then I did you I nailed it. And I heard how much you struggled with it. Oh, it took me like a yeah. year in order to get good at double unders. Now I can do double unders pretty well. Yeah. But uh, it's funny <laughs> you say that because uh, the top CrossFit athletes in the world, like they, uh, they've been doing double unders and like working off the triple unders and then – I think at, it's either the games or one of the sectionals or something. They made them do single unders, and all of them were failing. I bet none of them could do a single. It's terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. It's like the wrong way to do fun. to jump rope. <laughs> is how and it feels. The guys are like, well, the whole point of CrossFit is that you're supposed to be good at everything. It's like not just excelling not, at the highest, yeah. uh, the highest <laughs> skill of each one. It's like you should be able to master all these skills. I could probably do singles. I can. It's real just bad. Slow. Yeah. Yeah, it is slow. I mean, double unders just feel like an actual exercise. Single unders feel like I'm playing at the playground. Oh, yeah. Sing- double unders, if you're doing them in a workout, they get that heart rate spiking and oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, Yep, that's good stuff. What is this? Oh, man, I think I'm going to do those tomorrow now. Now that you said that, I'm just going to do like a whole 20-minute little double under workout. But I have that double under rope out there, the speed rope. Is it set up right now? 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I know what I'm doing after this I podcast. I might be too short for you, though. I guess you're like a foot taller than me. I can figure it. What? I'm not a foot taller than you. How tall are you? I'm like five nine. I'm four inches taller than you. I don't, you can try it. I think it's, it's a, a little long for me, so it might be perfect. <laughs> How tall did you think I was? I don't know. You're I like a just... foot taller. You thought I was six nine. <laughs> I wish I was. If I was six foot, I'd be a monster. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> I wish I was six nine. I just hit my head on everything. Then you'd be even more. I do muscle ups just standing at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd have even I'm more. I'm gonna do some progressive trauma. overload to get taller. Can you do that? <laughs> Let's go to China. They'll break your shins. And then extend Oh them. my gosh. Yep. Make you eat bat soup. Yeah. That's well, terrible. I don't think we're allowed to say that. <laughs> we'll cut that out later. <laughs> mm, probably not. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of China, I just watched It Man 4. Side note. <laughs> the final It Man. So good. Didn't you just watch that a while ago too? Not the final one. Oh. They made a series, but I didn't watch it. It was bad. That's one of my favorite movies though. I love Kung Fu. That's why I have the monk program. Even though there's no kung fu in it, it's just all <laughs> it's all calisthenics training. Uh, I'm gonna incorporate some stuff in it though, like stances and whatnot. That'll be pretty cool. Horse stance. Yeah, and we'll do uh, progressive overload. We'll start 30 <laughs> seconds on week one, and we'll 30 slowly, minutes by week. Yeah, eight. 30 <laughs> minutes by week eight. <laughs> uh, now we'll work up to like a a two minute horse stance. That'd be kind of cool. Throw up and throw it in the warm up, or that'll be your buy in. That's what I like doing. Oh, people would hate me force if I did him, that. Force him to do it. Yep. I'd be so mad. I wouldn't care. Yeah. That's what, that's that's what makes it fun to be I a fitness dungeon master. I kind of to make my programming mad, mean for people. I know. <laughs> I've done I your programming. The, was it the fighter today that... Uh, I didn't look at it yet. What Trevor did. It was the it was a side a quest developer. today for him. Side quest for him today. It was, a f- I think, 5K run and then 10 minutes of man makers. That's it. But he probably suffered through the man makers like crazy. I bet he did. <laughs> That's all right, though. I'm I doing it today, too. I did yesterday's. I just did it harder because I did barbells. Hmm. If he had a barbell, I'd, I'd fucking destroy him. <laughs> we got to send him this podcast. <laughs> I would. Oh, my gosh. I would I destroy him. He only him. has, I mean, he has dumbbells, so he's getting a good workout still. Yeah. But uh, I think that's one of the importance, important parts of having uh a personal trainer, whether it's online or your, your actual personal trainer, or if you're just following a program that implements that progressive overload is because it's like what you do. I mean, you do this for a living. So taking mental notes of your pull-ups, which aren't even like, that's just something you do in addition to your workouts in general. It's all, you can, you can memorize. Yeah. You can store (laughs) this all in your head because you know where your numbers are at. You live for it. Nobody else I mean, the average person wants to go into a program and be like, hey, I just want results and I want those results to keep coming. Yep. Cool. Outsource that to your personal trainer. That's their job. That's yep. why I have a financial advisor. Hey, I just want my money to earn more money than I invest. And I want that to keep happening as much as you know possible. Yep. Cool. I'm going to outsource that to you. You take care of it. You know what I mean? You're going to you're going to manage these assets. Yep. That's that's the part of the service is that but you have to make sure that because you can't do all this on your own and do it 100 percent. You can try, but, you know, you, you almost have to pick a battle when it comes there are to some, some freaks of this stuff. out there who can. But I'm definitely not one of those. I freaks. am somewhat one of those freaks that can calculate every minute detail of my life. And it's not a good thing. It's more of a neurosis. The only person <laughs> I know that's full on is Pat. 
you know Pat. Party Did Pat. he get the Rona? Huh? Yeah. Oh. Him and actually, I don't know. He was getting tested for it, but he th- he said he was pretty sure he has it. Yeah. Because he got it when he went to Shenandoah, Iowa. Yeah, that's well, where he's from. Every single person <coughs> in Iowa has coronavirus visiting all the time because that's a terrible Visiting is Madre, place. I believe. Yeah. Gotcha. But well, that's there unfortunate. There's an outbreak there or something, so that's where. Ah, poor dude. But <coughs> yeah, he's one of the few people I know that just. Any, he just knows anything, everything about anything. Yeah. Like I, the first time I ever met him, we weren't even. I was getting ready to move in with him. We were like just random roommates, and yeah. he was reading a college chemistry book. Nice. And I was like, "What are you doing?" He was like, "Oh, you're in college." I was like, no, I'm just. I never took this class when I was in college, so I just figured I'd read about it. He's got to be on. He has four degrees. Oh, what are all those degrees in, dude? I don't even know. Dude, this is why he's in the CIA. Oh, yeah, I'm not supposed he's, to say that. Super, super, super intelligent guy, and he'll he'll downplay it all to you if you ever ask him. Like, oh no, I'm not that smart. He's like, I just work really hard. I'm like, that's a mixture of both those things. We should <laughs> get him on the podcast, yeah. Huh? Yeah, he'd be fun. He'd yep. be a fun guy to have on here. Oh yeah, and he's as funny as hell too. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll have to have uh, Geraldine make those famous empanadas, and then oh, we'll have dude, the podcast. Oh, dude, this weekend. I wish this weekend on my on my calorie refeed. I wish. Oh, that's an exciting thing coming up. Uh, let's finish progressive overload. We've got four more minutes of progressive overload, and then we're so going to talk about yeah. Progressive overload. Let's say if you're doing a powerlifting, it's going to be you know the big three, the big the bench, deadlift, yep. squat. You know you're going to start off with higher reps, lower percentages, and then as you go throughout the weeks, it's going to become lower reps, higher yeah. percentages, until finally you're retesting your one rep, and it's going to be obviously. Gotcha. Higher than your last one, because your goal is that is that powerful one, two, three reps <laughs> yep. in the end. That's what you're working towards, right? Yep. And then usually after a s- cycle of progressive overloading, you're gonna have deload weeks to where you okay. let your body kind of get back to na- a natural, neutral state, and then yeah. you start another progressive overload. Whether it's towards the same goals, yep, just like anything else, you cycle on, cycle off, and then you cycle back on. But you're if you're doing something like bodybuilding, you're probably mostly going to sit between that eight and 12 range though. Right. Cause that's all your hypertrophy. It all depends. Some people, yeah. it all depends on the person too. Cause some people can grow huge off of low reps. Like Ronnie Coleman, one of the best bodybuilders always did heavy reps. He never did any high rep. Really? Yeah. Like he hmm. was squatting 805 pounds for two. That sounds terrible. That's, and his legs were like the biggest legs you've ever seen. Jeez. Obviously, there was copious amounts of steroids. But I mean, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, still, I that. mean, but all the big bodybuilders are like that. You know? Yeah. Any ginormous freak of nature bodybuilder who says they're on steroids is a liar. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like it all depends on the person. It's different, different stimulations for different people. And that's another thing like having a coach is good for because I mm-hmm. mean, like you said, if you're not tracking that stuff yourself, your coach will. Yep. If you're seeing higher results by doing lower reps, guess what? Your coach is going to realize that. Like, hey, you know, yep. he saw. This is your response. You yeah. know, this is your window of response. This is where we're going to tackle it. I get the same way. Like, you know, different body parts for me grow mm-hmm. different rates. Like, if I do high reps for my chest, yeah. like, my chest will get smaller. But if I do high reps for my legs, my legs get massive. I would be interested in in wondering if there's some sort of correlation between the type of muscle fiber probably and and the rep schemes and and weights that that have different effects on different people i'm I'm assuming so you know like i know for me that i stack on muscle with high reps like endurance is where i'm at and my central nervous system like just 
on any sort of powerlifting thing. I mean, I just tank hard, but you know, for some reason, I, if I do tons of tons of reps and, and lots of calisthenics sort of stuff, that's that's where my bread and butter is. Mm, might also be nutrition and all that stuff too. Obviously, oh, yeah. yeah. If you're trying to usually, if you're trying to add on a fuck ton of muscle or mass, you're gonna have higher higher carbs. And I'm not yep. really sure. If last time you did like high high carb diet like it's actual like 50 yeah like <laughs> like three and a half thousand calories and 50 percent of its carbs you know or something i don't like that. i don't know how i would do that to be honest i know that's what i mean it's like because i just when i was I mass naturally monster, that worked i'm not gonna lie yeah but if i was to naturally eat like if if i was just i would probably eat too much but it would be mostly protein and fat sources. And that's what I'm saying. Like each person's a little yeah. different. Like for me, it's the opposite. Like I always eat high protein. It doesn't matter. But yeah, same. I always usually lean towards the leaner proteins. Yep. Like I do like obviously a burger and all that stuff. But I mean, like for me, it's usually easier to throw yeah. five pounds of chicken in the oven or on the grill or mm-hmm. a pork loin and all that's like very minuscule fats. Yeah, I'm super fatty stuff. <laughs> I eat... I'll eat whole packages of bacon, 12 ounces of bacon for breakfast with like four to six eggs. That's a great breakfast for me. Yeah, see, like, I like eggs, but not that much. They're okay. And then, yeah. But like carbs, dude. Like, I'll eat carbs like no one's business. Like, yep. when I was doing like. If I eat carbs, it's gross carbs. Oh, yeah. I like all That's of them. just me. The clean carbs, the gross ones. Yeah. <laughs> when I was doing CrossFit full time, though, that was freaking. Oh, God, what happened? Nothing. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) And so many carbs and it was fine. But and like, I mean, the head coach at Ford, my old mentor, like he would eat like 450 grams of carbs a day and be fine. That is almost 2000 calories worth of carbs. Yeah. He was eating 4000 calories. I could do that in donuts. Actually, him, he's fucking shredded. Yeah. If I did that in donuts, I'd get it done. But it also depends. Matt Frazier eats 6000 calories a day and i know he, he eats Jeez. i think he said he eats 60 55 to 60 percent all carbs yeah but i mean it all depends on the work you're doing that's true i mean that really does make a difference you gotta eat for what how you want to perform you know like right now mm-hmm. we're both in like a i'm i'm in an extremely low carb for me yep. like usually i'm a high carb diet but 11 pounds out, down yeah i'm leaning out too i'm not Same. i have to weigh myself tomorrow to figure out I'm, exactly i'm getting the the striation on my ribs and obliques that's usually the first to pop out for me and then my back just because i it's like i don't put fat on my back i don't know why it's interesting probably because that's where my all your brown fat is which bt dub i'm gonna get that ice vest on today <laughs> it's been almost a month just with I this cut i, I was thinking about it the other day i was like it's like this is just another one of Adam's fads that he no, just no, gave no, no, up no. on. Actually, I planned <laughs> on it. I planned on it so many times, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, I worked out super hard today, or it's already like time for me to crash. So I, I planned today. I was like, the last hour of the day, I'm gonna wear that, and I'm gonna crawl under my warm sheets, <laughs> and I'm gonna pass out. According to my uh, whoop yesterday, I burned like four thousand two hundred calories on top. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeez. It was a hard workout. I did all my workouts. I did. I did a lot of working out yesterday. You should. There's Garmin groups, and you should get a Garmin. We should be in a Garmin group. We're going to. Right now, I'm in the Forge group, still. 
Oh, I run you? the force group on the whoop, but it's hmm. <laughs> some of them. Yeah. Some of them were freaking out the other day. Like, what get, the heck? Get this Garmin. It's a running Garmin. I'm gonna get a better one. I'm a right opposite company expert. Isn't, <laughs> there isn't a better one. <laughs> get the newer, improved model and the right opposite company expense. You should. Uh, That's not a bad idea. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what there are. So I mean, that pretty much covers progressive overload. I yep. mean. You just pretty much you're going to start somewhere and you're going to keep increasing whether it's weight, higher higher reps or lower reps with heavier weight every week until you reach your goal. And then you're going to deload or take like an off week, whichever way you want to. And then you're going to start from the beginning again, except for it's going to start off obviously heavier or actually, yeah, it'll start off heavier and you're yeah. going to start with the same rep schemes or switch it up a bit, whatever it is, and then work your way back up. And your coach, if you don't, if you have one, will do that pretty much for you, which is what we make the big bucks for. Yup. Basically, if, if things have gotten easy, you did something wrong. <clears throat> yeah. If you're to the point to where you're doing, like, oh, Garmin heart rate monitors, chest straps are squats significantly discounted right now. Unbroken sets of 150 or something, then. <laughs> 150. <laughs> there was the uh, that. Well, I mean, it all depends on your goal. Like, that Bill Esch guy I was talking about, the guy yeah. who's, like, the kettlebell cycling champion, God, he did, like, 100 and – or was it 200? 200 front squats at 185 unbroken. He built up hmm. to it over six months because, I mean, he's – but he's his sport is cycling, like, double 70-pound kettlebells. So, like, being able to do that many front squats with 185 pounds is obviously good for him. So – yeah. It all depends on your sport or, like, what you want to do. That guy's just a monster, though, so. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, what else we got going on? I mentioned my little thing, down almost almost 12 pounds. Uh, last I checked, I was down about 10. But yeah. also, it was uh, my uh, girlfriend's birthday this weekend, so we had cake, and her Remember mom cake? made some... Uh, but you we'll say Hispanic cake. casserole. How dare you? <laughs> 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 it's all offensive. <laughs> and uh, I ate gobs and gobs of that Hispanic casserole. Oh my gosh! It was Mexican. <laughs> was it Mexican casserole? Yeah. I wonder if that is like a microaggression. I don't know. It probably is somewhere. Someone's gonna comment and be like. I'm healthy. <laughs> I want to make Caucasian casserole. <laughs> That's like tater tot casserole. <laughs> uh, That's what I'm going to call it, though. This is Caucasian casserole. Enjoy. <laughs> no, I didn't like salt ranch. it at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ranch. tater tots and ranch. <laughs> It'd be ranch. Uh, uh, what else? Boiled chicken. Oh. Ransom. That's kind of it. And tater tots. Oh. Oh, no, it'd be cream of mushroom. <laughs> it'd be cream of mushroom, chicken. Actually, I think, I'm uh, thinking of chicken and rice, which is really delicious. Casey's mom said that there was cream of chicken in that Hispanic casserole. That's like well. in every casserole. I didn't know that. Cream of chi- or no, cream of mushroom. Yeah, she put cream of chicken. It was. D- don't get me wrong. It was super good. Like yeah. I could eat that stuff authentic. all day. Definitely not authentic. <laughs> It was so good, though. Oh, my oh, gosh. Man. I ate, like, two plates of that, and then, you know, I had a yeah. giant piece of cake and some ice cream. And then I felt like poop because I haven't eaten oh, above 50 carbs for, like, two weeks. And then I had that. I'm, 
I'm not even excited for my carb refeed this weekend. After I mean, five weeks of, of <clears throat> not eating more than 30 carbs a day. Well, I mean, you your sweet tooth has got to be gone. I mean, mine was not there want, either. I don't even want Halo Top. I still yeah. have sweet things, though. I put Stevie in my coffee. Yeah, but I mean, like... I mean, you don't crave them like you. I'm guessing you used to. Like, no, I remember the, like we'd be here and be like, "Oh, do we need to go get some ice cream?" Oh yeah, I was a daily Halo Top eater. Yeah, but honestly, our new protein is like a cheat code. That freaking fruity pebbles. By protein. that he means like protein powder, not our protein guys. Our physical protein <laughs> makeup. Oh yeah, we um, haven't talked about that either, have we? ISO, uh, what is it? ISO 100 fruity pebbles. So. Oh my! It's literally, they post have a fruity bunch pebbles. of cereal flavors. I actually yep. uh, did a review on it the other day. Did you? Yeah. I'm going to buy the Cocoa Pebble ones next. I, I like the chocolate peanut butter more than the Fruity Pebbles. I have Pebbles. two readied up in my Amazon uh, cart right now. What do you got? I got this. I got the big uh, five-pound bags, too, dude. Of the same stuff? I got Fruity, Fruity Pebbles, and I think I got the Cocoa Pebbles. Yeah. I, oh, you got to let me try the Cocoa Pebbles. I think I got, I got the big bags. That way I don't have to worry I, about it. I want to find something that's crunchy, that's no carbs, because that is, I'm almost missing like the crunchiness. If you drink right away, it's there. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe like ice chips. I'll yeah, just put it over ice it. chips. <laughs> I can't blend it because I just broke my blender and gashed my Man, hand that open. sucks. It hurts. You know who has a blender? My little boo-boo. I have another blender. I know. I just broke one of them. Yep. Mm. Uh, There's like shards and shards of glass. I mean, we've been Tony Hawk's more. Pro Skater 1 and 2 is yeah. being Been remastered. Remade. I've been cranking out, out hours September on the, 20th. Yeah, I've been cranking out hours on Final Fantasy VII Remastered right now. Mm-hmm. I'm at the the Sector Seven Tower where Shinra is trying to bring it down hmm. in order to crush people. How far but in are you? I, th- I think they split in the... I try not to read too much into it, but I think they said they're splitting into sections, so I'm probably about halfway through the f- this game. Halfway? Uh, yeah. Like 20 some hours in i started that uh what's it called Sekiro. yeah man that's a tough game i told you it's freaking hard dude that is a tough game <sighs> it's so hard it is something and you else. haven't played any of the other ones before like dark souls or mm-hmm. anything they're all hard but that one's super hard all right we got gourmet chocolate birthday cake chocolate caramel i don't like birthday cake ever Ch- yeah it's not great chocolate coconut would you get that Chocolate coconut? Who would order that as their first choice? I do like coke. It's weird. Sometimes Cho- chocolate peanut butter is it's better than Fruity Pebbles. I can't help it. I like it more. And I'm not a chocolate guy. I'm a peanut butter guy, though. I am, too. Yeah, peanut. it's like goes peanut butter, fruity things, chocolate. Like, I'd say, I guess that's the one sweet thing I have been having. Because my calories usually let me have, like, two, like, giant scoops of peanut butter every night. Really? So. Cinnamon bun, which I heard is not great. It's too sweet. Yeah, those artificial. are artificial. Cinnamon bun ones are always like hit or miss. They're they, like either spot on or they're like they're just way too much. We need an horchata one. That would be great. Cocoa Pebbles, cookies and cream. Wait, cookies, ampersand, cream, and cookies and cream. What? Yeah, I don't understand. It's got two, two cookies and cream, but one has Maybe the word like and, one's one has Oreos ampersand. And one's like the off brand Oreo, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the people that like the Kroger style. Yep. <laughs> Dutch chocolate. I don't know what separates Dutch chocolate from gourmet chocolate. I don't know. Fruity Pebbles, Fudge Brownie. I'd try that. Gourmet vanilla, natural vanilla. Isn't this the original protein powder flavor? Orange Dreamsicle. Ugh. I might get a three-pound bag of that. Oh, I just had an idea. 
How, you guys let us know. How would you feel about a protein powder face-off? And we will put all these protein powders into their own brackets. And then we'll get bracket winners and then face them off. We'll have chocolate and fruity and everything else. That'll be the brackets. So strawberry, smooth banana, orange dreamsicle. can you say brackets? And fruity pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> are all going to be their own bracket and birthday cake. Ugh, all the chocolates will be their own bra- bracket. That's kind of it. It's just those two. That's it. Yeah, those two brackets. Yeah, those two brackets, <laughs> and then we'll face them off. So we'll find out what the best chocolate one is and what the best fruity one is. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun video to do. Yeah. Do like a blind test couple videos like have someone just like make oh, them dude. for us we'll do the test. wedding uh intertwine our arms and chug protein things <laughs> let's get all our protein in just from that <laughs> that day like <laughs> put away we'd have to do a video where we literally I'd put have to away. like just chug like freaking vegetable oil the rest of the day in order to get my fats and stuff because <laughs> <laughs> if we did that it would be I'm looking and this is like, okay, we'd have to split it up more than just chocolate. So the cookies and cream would have to be their own. Cinnamon would have to be its own. We'll do fruity, chocolate, and everything else. But we're still looking at six protein drinks <laughs> per video. Well, I mean, we can split each one. Oh, man. And then we'll have another video six months down the road of all the kidney stones we get. Times, yeah. Yeah. Well, we just split each one. So we each get like 15 grams from each flavor. Yeah, split them in half. Mm-hmm. So that'd be six. Oh, let's turn them into pudding. That'd be invite Bernie Sanders. 90, 90 pro- grams of protein just from our shakes. What's your favorite pudding protein powder, Bernie Sanders? <laughs> let's put the mic real low though for his head. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Casey were here to do her impression. Oh, it's so good, <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Sounds like I'm talking from the other side of a river. (laughs) 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 It's true. God. Yeah. Yeah, So, by the way, this is called uh, Dimatize ISO 100 Hydrolyzed Protein Powder. It is hands down the best protein powder I've ever had. I'd say taste and just by how it dissolves. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I've. I've had so many protein powders that taste good, but like sometimes they don't break apart and it's still chunky. Yep. And I d- hate it. I hate it when it gets chunky because like yeah. you swallow, you know, like you're just chugging it, and then like suddenly get a big old chunk. You're like, you're like yeah. I don't. I hate it. Like especially when it's surprise. on the back of your tongue. Oh, I know. And then it opens. It's like a protein glob, but exactly. when it opens, all the dryness hits the back of your throat, and then you're dying. Or where it clumps up at the top of your shaker, you don't realize it. Yep. And then like. You go to clean your shaker and you see like half your protein is stuck to your lid. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like this stuff dissolves really well. It tastes really well. Like I wrote an astounding review for these people. So. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to write one. I was, I was really blown away by it. Like I could not stop talking. I still. You're not a reviewer. I'm not. Like that's, I think that's like the second review I've ever given. Really? Yep. I'm going to find, I'm going to find it. On Amazon. But, um. Perfect protein for Max. No, that's not you. Then, I mean, otherwise we've been back on PUBG as well. Oh yeah, did you write good flavor? Huh? (laughs) Huh? Is that your review? Good flavor? I don't think so. That's your astounding review. (laughs) No. No, I'm just kidding. One point six. No. No. Um.
Yeah, we've been back on the pub. Warzone was okay. Um, yeah. I heard that Meh. they've done some different stuff on it now, though. So I had to go play it again. My brother and them still play that. So, but yeah, PUBG kind of readdicted to it. I've been doing so good by myself. You did do really good. We finally got some wins too. I know, which feels pretty good. I think we got two in one day that other day. We got yeah, one we as did. a duo, and then we got one as a trio. Even though we were still a duo at the end. Yeah. <laughs> as which I think out of all of our chicken dinners, they almost always end in duos. Yeah, we've had two. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That that we won with all three of us still alive. Usually we play in threes. Which we have Troy a got our fourth. Yep. He's really good. He's probably the best PUBG that's ever <laughs> played. <laughs> he's getting better though. He is he's getting yeah, he's getting a lot better. He's been practicing on his own. It's true. <laughs> yep. It's funny because I I was I had died first and I was spectating him and I, every time he would take shots, he'd immediately drop into the prone. And I'm like, This guy's been in the army too long. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw him a couple times do that, and I was like, "That's just a hundred percent in army movies." Just duck all the way down. Yeah, immediately get you know face to the ground. Yeah, God. I'm like, that rule doesn't work well in PUBG. People can people can tank a few hits and still keep coming at you in PUBG. Yep. Yeah, because they don't duck; they just keep pressing their advantage. Oh yeah, it's a super aggressive game. But all right, folks, um, we will get back at you next week. Yes. Why don't uh, we try and by next week we'll set a little goal that we'll get a stream going. Yeah. Uh, maybe not necessarily this stream, but a regular gaming stream. Yep. Maybe this weekend or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll talk amongst ourselves, i.e. Yeah. us we don't two. Need you guys. Fit AF Enterprises LLC. Oh yeah, we got legitimized as 100% a business. One hundred percent official. And our website is the in the final stages. Heck yeah. So, yeah, guys. With the bulging package fighter <laughs> illustration. Uh, by this time next month, you Good guys will stuff. be able to go on there and check out and buy yep. things. We got to shout out our artist on Instagram, too. Oh, yeah. Start sharing some I stuff. I need, like, the the hard images so I can post them to my Instagram and stuff, too, for them. Okay. Yeah. I'll get you set up. So I can, like, oh, yeah, look at our boa. Oh, that freaked me out playing with a laser pointer. <laughs> I felt like the cat. Like a dog. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I did. I snapped my head up. Like, where did that come from? All right, folks. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.